Stuart Pink on Phoenix FM. Joining us in the studio is Perry. Hello. How are we doing, guys? How's it going? I'm, yeah, I'm it's good, it's good, it's good. Busy, busy, busy. Yeah, you have had a mad 24 hours by the sound of it. <laughs> I um, have indeed. <laughs> so before we get into all that, right, just to give us a quick recap, because you were telling George a list of your various different caps you wear. Um, before, I mean, there's an amazing cap you're wearing right now, literally <laughs> and metaphorically. Um, but, but you are a busy guy. Yeah, I tried to stay busy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. So what's been happening in the last 24 hours? Give us a, give us a lowdown. So um, let, me, let me take it back to the weekend. It's like, so in, on the weekend, I was at an event in Nottinghamshire and I was invited to do a speech and I was invited to do a performance. So I've done a speech and performance in Nottinghamshire. Which yeah, it was really good. It was a good experience. It Lovely. was in, is in, in an auditorium, um, two hundred and fifty capacity. Oh wow! So that was that was new. That's that was not, a new experience. That's, that's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spotlights were on. Oh my god! Did you see the front row and then like black behind that? Or was it like <laughs> it was, every it was face? Harder because I could see everyone's face. Oh, in oh, an no. auditorium, it all they all point down at you. Yeah, oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you can like see, throw you can see all of them. I had, to, I had to tell everyone. I had to tell everyone at the start. Sorry, I apologise. This is the biggest this is the biggest crowd I've spoke to before and everyone everyone gave me a round of applause. Oh, that's nice. They're nice. <laughs> I could hear how many people there were there. Yeah, that might not have helped actually. Yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, that was on Saturday and then um what, so yesterday was Tuesday. So yesterday I was invited to the um, Pride of Essex Awards. So I took two of the guys that I mentor, um, that I've been mentoring from the start of my 21-up movement journey. I took them with me, like got them all suited and booted, etc. Oh, nice. So then, yeah, there was three of us uh, all suited and booted. And yeah, we went to the um, awards ceremony yesterday. Where was that? Um, that was the Anglia Ruskin University in Chelmsford. Oh, excellent. Hubbard University. Yeah, yeah. So we went there and we had like, there was a like a buffet um, yeah, there was an award ceremony. Yeah, there was um, some celebrity presenters, etc. And yeah, it was it was really it was a really good vibe. There was a lot of there's a lot of community leaders there. There's a lot of people that do a lot of good. And going to an event like that, you realised you you realised how there are so many good people willing yeah. to go above and beyond in the community. I remember hearing a, I think they broadcast on BBC Essex last year. And uh, I remember listening and thinking, my God, there's so many amazing things people yeah, do. Yeah, was, you have no idea what's happening. It's, it's so inspiring because it makes you think like, wow, there's, there's so many people out there really going above and beyond trying, trying their hardest to, yeah. do, to do things with no actual like, gain in it, like not wanting nothing in return. Do you know what I'm coming from? Yeah. I feel that's very selfless. Purely uh, uh, motivated to just do a good thing. Exactly. Passionate that. about it. Exactly that. You can't beat that. You can't beat it. And then obviously, so that was, um, and another good thing is that when I, after the award ceremony, um, I spoke to quite a lot of the judges and they all, they all knew of me and I didn't actually know anything were. <laughs> oh, your reputation proceeds. <laughs> so there was, there was a, there was a <laughs> panel of 12 judges, I think it was. And then when I'd gone back upstairs, cause, um, me and, uh, the guys I took with me, we went downstairs because it was a bit crowded upstairs and then they said, oh, go upstairs, go back upstairs, go and network. VRP lounge. So, yeah, so then <laughs> I've gone back upstairs and that was when I really took advantage of the networking opportunity. And then, yeah, I started networking with people and then it was majority of people. I was like, oh, so who did you come with? And they're like, no, we was a judge. We already know you. And I'm thinking, oh. <laughs> but then they'd, 
um, they had a profile of me a month ago. A month oh, or wow. so ago. So then they revising all their statistics about it, yeah. Yeah, so then they <laughs> were asking what I was up to, um, what I've been up to lately. And then obviously I explained everything and they was... I mean, they didn't even know I'd, um, like I was a music artist as well. So then they was like, oh, we want you to perform at the next event. Like, ah, it was yes. just like so many different opportunities came from that one opportunity. So then obviously I come back from there about um, one this morning. Yeah, got straight up, went on a school run. And then from there, went straight to um, one of the schools that I'm a mentor in. And then, yeah, it's, it's done the day there and then come... Straight here, and then straight from here, I'll go straight on the school run. Straight on the school run. Oh my god, it's endlessly busy. I feel like I've had a busy one. I've just turned up here and played some songs. That's, that's kind of <laughs> it's active. It's active. incredible. So you mentioned that you're a music artist as well. Um, what's your artist name? Will be under Perry Blake, or is there is a no, no, what's, no, no, no. what's the deal here? This is my, my unknown alias. To me. My alias is Phobe Fully, but the T's silent. Loads of people pronounce it wrong. They um... pronounce it um, Phobed. Phobed. <laughs> but it's F-O-E-B-T it's an acronym it stands for Fatherhood Over Everything Bobby Trey I remember hearing you on Michelle Woolshay before yeah. you've been here before <laughs> excellent oh amazing nice to actually meet you in person and hear your music <laughs> as well um, so you're here to talk about the 21 Up movement which is of course which is why you were at the Pride of Essex Awards last night tell us a bit about what inspired it and what, where it all began so what inspired it um, so yeah, it kind of come from uh, my childhood, you know. I went through some uh, some trials and tribulations through my childhood. I um, went into foster care in my early years, etc. Then I went, became like a young teenager, and I went back into the system again as a teenager. It was tough, and then. My my little brothers had to stay in the system because I was old enough to leave the system, mm-hmm. and it sent me on like a spiral path. Like it, it hurt so much that, but I was a teenager, so I kind of I wasn't in a position where I wanted to show my emotions like that. Yeah. So it kind yeah. of it made it. I feel that, and I feel anger is just a mask for someone's pain. And as a teenager, you don't really control your emotions very well. And you don't really know how to channel your energy in the right way. Still learning to process it all, aren't you, growing up? Yeah. So, yeah, going through, like, having my choices taken away from me like that, it was tough. And then eventually, um, they was adopted, and I never saw them again. And that kind of just, yeah, it just sent me on a wild path. I was in trouble a lot. But no one really took the time to tell like, to say to me, like, get it, I understand. Like, no one listened. Like, mm. So I was just, yeah, I, I hate the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it put me in a position where I was getting in a lot of trouble. But then when I turned 21, um, one of my friends passed away. And when I saw his mum the next day, um, she, like, first thing I did was give her a cuddle. And... Like she said to me, she goes, you need to start behaving yourself for my Bob. That's mm. what she said to me. And it hit me so deep. But ever since then, I never, ever got in trouble again. Wow. It hit me so deep. Like, like at that moment, like... I mean, for the I, age of 21 to, to experience something like that is really... Yeah, I mean, like, that's a deep from, thing in life. From then, like, like, my whole outlook on life just changed. And... Yeah, like I said, I never got in trouble again. Then a year after that, I became a parent. And then I named my 
son after my friend, and then a year after, two years after that, I had my second son, and then I became a single parent to my first son, and then yeah, and then it was just literally just straight work, 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 work. Now I was a I was a stay at home dad until he was in full time education. Yeah, so wow. I spent so I resigned from my job and was a stay at home dad for that period of time. That must have been a really and big shift for you. Yeah, I mean, big what an shift. experience! You go from working full time to yeah. then a stay at home parent with a one and a half year old. <laughs> I had to do parenting courses and all sorts just to know what I was doing. We've seen the films, uh, but that's real life. That can be <laughs> stressful. <laughs> but you got to do what you got to do at the end of the day. So then, from then. Um, yeah, it was just work, 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 work. And then I realised I wasn't very passionate about my job. I, I wanted to be a youth worker. That was what I was passionate about. And I was speaking to my friend about it. And then he said, why don't you just do it then? I said, I don't want to be a volunteer. I want to be a paid youth worker. So then I, checked, I, I adapted my CV and then I wanted to be a paid youth worker. But because when I started to get interviews, I started to win like, job opportunities. And once I went for the interviews, they would read my paperwork like my DBS checks, and they'd then oh. terminate employment there and then. Yeah, yeah, so that, frustrating. That happened yeah. to me five times, I think it was. Like at the start of this year, it happened to me five times. Mm. I'd get the job, and then it would just go to the decision maker, and then just get cancelled. No. Mm. So then I thought to myself, you know what? I thought what made me so passionate was that, like I've lived a lot of these difficult scenarios yeah. that a lot of the kids these in this day and age are going through. Or if they're not going through the scenarios, then they're going through something. And I can relate to a lot of those things. Yeah, if you've been through that yourself in, in the so system. and, and It's, it's the not as if I'm going, coming out of school, going to uni, and then going straight back into school again. Because like, a lot of the kids nowadays, they can't relate. To, they struggle to relate to someone that's just coming from a textbook. Like with yeah. right, it's sounding harsh on We've had the training, but gone, they're not yeah, exactly. The life. From. But someone who's who's felt those emotions, like they can relate better to those type of people. And I'm one of those people. So being told that I'm not allowed to to do something I'm passionate about and something I feel I can make a big impact with, it it burned, but it it. it it, it set me on fire to a point where yeah. I wanted to prove everybody wrong. Turned you into Rocky. Yeah, exactly that. that. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. I thought to myself, I didn't have no father figure. I have no role models. I have no one to turn to for advice. I lost the opportunity to be a big brother. Like, all of this stuff was taken away from me without my choice. Mm. And now I've overcome adversity. I've overcome all of that. And now I want to help the, today's youth do the same and help put them on a straight straight path and I'm told I'm not allowed to do that so that's why I started yeah. the 21 up movement okay and next thing you know I thought you know what I'm going to do I'm going to start my own community interest company and from there I'm going to just because obviously where I'm not government funded nothing like that I had to start a brand I started a snapback brand because I'm trying to make the today's youth headstrong like I had the whole little <laughs> idea in my head and yeah, I started sending snapbacks. And once I raised enough budget, um, I started just, yeah, man, I was just approaching, approaching youths like, outside shops. You know, you can, you can tell what kids are bored and want opportunities. Just loitering around the streets. Yeah, you can find see them it all the time, parks, can't you? Shops, yeah. outside chicken shops and whatnot. I was just scouting them everywhere. And then I would perform. Sometimes I'd perform. And then next thing you know, I'd get engagement really quickly. And then 
obviously I have music background, so obviously I've got access to studios, videographers, producers, etc. And then yeah, I started bringing them to, uh, like telling them come studio, and before you know it, it started to grow started to grow. Then once they'd come to a few sessions, I'd start building rapport with them. And then I would start mentoring them. And next, before you know it, like my movement was growing Amazing. to exactly what I wanted it to, to be, but without the help of anybody. I told all of them organisations that told me I was a, they told me I was a red flag. They go, no one's ever <laughs> going to employ you because of your DBS check. Oh, They're that's not- so disappointing in that, in that field, in that line of work. You think that, that would actually be a, a benefit to have that experience in your life that's enriched your life so when when they told me i'm a red flag they told me i'm not an ideal candidate i used to say it sometimes i used to play with them like i was i'll be really good at this i share my ideas and they just weren't interested i was thinking <laughs> man and i'm thinking you know what like, i'm just gonna have to do this on my own man i was like so you ain't gonna let me sit at your table i was like okay <laughs> I'm going to go build my own table. i got my own table I'm, I'm going to sit at my own table. How about that? And that's exactly what I did. Nice. And, and now I'm being invited to council meetings in, in multiple boroughs. Now I'm, I'm a member of loads of different community leader groups in multiple boroughs. I've been to, Fantastic. I've spoke at multiple different events. Now they, they I'd applied for school jobs as well. Headmasters that told me, we ain't going near ya. <laughs> Literally, I got told no so many times and it made me so much more passionate yeah. about getting to where I wanted to be. Now I'm a, men- I'm a mentor in mainstream secondary schools. I'm doing assemblies in primary schools and um, I'm due to start workshops in primary schools. And like, everything they said I wouldn't be able to do because of my... Um, nah, it's got to a point where I said to myself when I got told no so many times, I said to myself, you know what I'm going to do? Is I'm going to start a community interest company so I can sit down with the decision maker and he can take me on face value instead of just looking at paperwork. Yeah, looking at your past. Look at what you're doing now. Exactly that. And I haven't looked back. What is it for you when you sit down with a young person and, and what are some of the experiences you've had in um, from taking someone from a position outside the chicken shop or hanging around looking bored and getting in trouble um, versus what, what impact you've had on, on their life? It's, it's, it's deep because I've had kids come to the studio and they're going through all types of stuff. But not the kids these days, they don't want to come out with what's bothering them. And I know what that's like to behave a certain type of way because I'm feeling a certain type of way, but too embarrassed to say, this is what's happening. Yeah. I don't want to show weakness and I know what it's like, but then now I know to show weakness is a sign of strength. But then edu- I've got to then educate them on that first. So therefore I will have to show them a kind of vulnerability to my history for them to then feel comfortable enough for them to drop their barriers and be honest with themselves. Do you know where I'm coming from? Yeah. There's a lot of kids these days, they're going through the motions, but they don't want to admit it to themselves. So then it it makes them act in a certain type of way where they can just, their behaviour is very challenging, they become rebellious, they just want attention. But there's always under, underlying issues with that. And I can see that. I've had kids tell me that um, like they're, they're self-harming, um due to certain things going on at home and then just getting people to understand why they're behaving at the one thing I've felt like if you if you actually take the time to understand them 
to listen to them, hear them out. They subconsciously start to understand themselves because they're airing out their thoughts. Yeah, they're processing what they think. You just let them speak and you just actively listen. And you show them you're acknowledging them. And you validate that certain things that have happened to them ain't fair. Do you know where I'm coming from? Yeah. And when you when you you give them the time of day like that, and you let them have a voice, is very powerful because you allow them to feel like they mean something. Do you know where I'm coming from? And that right there is powerful because if the way I see it is, if you can help today's youth understand themselves, and you can help them understand their emotions and why they behave a certain type of way, I feel that subconsciously you can help them understand other people. And you can, they subconsciously start to understand why other people behave a certain type of way. And they start to understand other people's actions, etc. And then you take those two things into consideration. Yet they can consciously make better choices because they understand better. Do you understand yeah. where I'm coming they've, from? They've understood I've, themselves I've seen, as much as... Exactly. And I've on? seen this method and formula in action. And it is powerful and that's exactly sometimes I'll be mentioning guys and I'm sitting there and in my head I'm thinking right so we're two sessions in and I'm thinking you know what I'll just let them keep talking sometimes they're talking themselves into situations but that's what it kind of that's what gets the energy out of them yeah you let them you let that energy I've studied so many different elements of psychology you let them flow with that positive energy or whatever it is that makes them tick you let them keep talking about it and talking about it and talking about it you build rapport with them without even speaking because they feel comfortable around you to be open with you. And then once they've got all of that off their chest there, you've built enough rapport with them to start having an influence on the, the choices that they're making in school, outside of school. It's, it's powerful. It's a powerful tool. When you combine the psychology to the behaviour patterns, it's, it's good. It's powerful. Amazing. Perry, as, a, as a mentor, do you find that sometimes even... Uh, I've had a few mentors in my life nothing obviously to the scale of what you're doing more just people just to have a chat with do you find that sometimes just when you're having a chat with someone a bit older who is a mentor just even that those little moments where you forget everything that's kind of maybe going on and it's just you're just having a laugh because like, I've had a few mentors that just turned into kind of like natural friends and just turned into just a, a nice rapport and things like that it can make a does that do, can you see that happening when you're mentoring someone that just kind of then problems slowly kind of fade away and just like within the conversation and it's just like you free their mind yeah I, I, I can imagine that's such a buzz so like, like, it's really helping out people there yeah man it's, it's an amazing feeling like when you're mentoring someone and like say they've had a tough day or something and then they're just there just airing it out you're just talking 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 and then before you know it they're starting to feel okay again. And it's exactly like you said, like, like, because someone approached me to mentor me and a year ago, I would never ever have thought I would be in the position I am in today because I didn't believe it was possible. So in order to have someone from the same field as you, but older and more for years ahead of you to, to guide you in the right direction, it's yeah. powerful because of the simple fact They've already been there. They've yeah. been through the motions. They're going down the same path as you and they can help you believe in yourself because that's what I think as a mentor is the main thing is to get them to believe in their self. And when you can do that, it's a game changer. Yeah, no, I can imagine. You know, the, I just, with, especially with the age point, it's always a natural thing, especially 
I'm only 19, so I was I, I weren't like I was only. It's not too long ago. I was only about 13, 14. So chicken. yeah, no. So it, so it's I could like when, whenever you see older people, you always want to replicate what they're what they're trying to be and replicate what they're doing. And sometimes that can lead. What I can see is, especially with social media and things like that, it can lead you in paths that you maybe you shouldn't go down. But having that real personal mentor, that one to one, that is powerful. I've always found it to be powerful as well. So you know, because like. When you look up to someone and they give you the time of day, say, say, um, say, for instance, for argument's sake, you wanted to be a filmmaker and you're being mentored by someone who's made 10 movies and they are absolute hits. You're going to look up to that person. I think they're going to be like your idol. And when that person sees something in you, yeah, you're going to idolise them and you're going to feel so special. When that person believes in you, yeah? yeah? So much. And you're going to sit there and you're going to think, how come this guy believes in me so much? And you're going to think the world of that person that over time, you're going to start believing what they're saying just because of who they are. And before you know it, you're going to believe in yourself so much that you're going to start achieving things where you'd think, if he didn't make me believe in myself the way he did then I wouldn't have I wouldn't have attempted you could, listen let me give you an example you could be the best football player on the pitch yeah but unless you know you're the best football player on the pitch you ain't even going to take the shot <laughs> you understand what I'm coming from so yeah. you got to believe in yourself to take the shot because yeah. a lot of people yeah the the I think the joy the, the dance of life what's it saying the dance of life is in between fear and what we love because oh, in nice. order to get what we love yeah we have to overcome our fears and nothing grows in a comfort zone. So therefore, to achieve what we want to achieve, we have to be, um, be ready to step out of our comfort zone. Get outside the box. Yeah, exactly that. It's the, worst, it's the worst place to be is stuck in a box. I've always found it. <laughs> Metaphorically. And, I thought and you literally, it, but, no, and literally but you know, you just got to expand your mind there and really believe in yourself, exactly. I guess, out there. You always got to enter something open-minded. When you enter something open-minded, the possibilities are endless. And always, uh, one thing I've noticed as well, is always be ready to learn. You can always learn something. Of any, if, you, if you're speaking, you're not learning. Because yes. you're just talking about what you've already learned. Do you know where I'm coming from? When you're listening to other people, yeah, everybody's a source of knowledge. So therefore, the more you're listening, the more you're learning. Do you know where I'm coming from? Absolutely. Big thing. If you, your ears are far more powerful than your voice. I exactly. think. Um, so Perry, brilliant. The Three One Up movement is is achieving great things. I hear it's about to get even bigger this Friday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this Friday, um, I'm launching the Youth Twenty One Up sessions at the Hermit Youth Centre in Brentwood, and it is going to be open from quarter past three to half past five. Excellent. And hopefully, with time. I can get it from quarter past three to seven. And then hopefully with time, I can get it from quarter past three up until nine. Wait. If that's the case, when, when that happens, not even if, <laughs> I don't like You're not saying. an if guy. I'm not an when if guy. When he says it's an answer, answer. you're not an if guy. Yeah, it's I, a in way. In my head, I had, to, I, had to, I had to take myself back. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. Have you ever seen Ted Lasso? You are Ted. You are, you are Ted Lasso. It's all positive. <laughs> yeah, You're optimistic or nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So when it the way I see it is, um, I went and I did. I scouted the high street and thought, what is the best time to have this? Because I had the choice of 
half past five to um, seven or quarter past three to half past five. So I went on the high street on a Friday and I thought, what do they need? The kids are coming out of school yeah. and they can go straight into the youth club. Okay then. Then I'm thinking, okay, so that's not actually a motive. Right, let's think about it. You come out of you come out of school and then you go straight to a youth club and that youth club shuts at five thirty. You then go home, you get changed, and that's when you go out to your motive. That's yeah. when Friday night starts. So what are you doing from say six o'clock, seven o'clock for the rest of your Friday if you're a teenager? Yeah. If there's no opportunities and then you can now go into a youth club, when the youth club shuts and it's still only five um, say it's only still six seven o'clock you've still got say if you have to come in at like nine ten o'clock you've still got a few hours what are you, what are you gonna do yeah you're gonna find a new motive keep right? the youth club going yeah exactly <laughs> so when i get it from quarter past three to nine it's gonna be a game changer because that's a whole that's a whole motive then that's a that's a whole night spent in a safe place you're not on the streets you're not loitering the streets you're in a, you're in a safe place you're in a warm place to spend winter you're learning you're interacting with people you're in the personal skills are being built your social skills are being built you're learning things you're creating awareness like you're 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 mixing with people from different backgrounds different circles of life it's, it's yeah. good it's going to be positive what sort of things you got planned for the first uh, first couple of so, so obviously in nice. there, there we've got the, the the games consoles. We've got the um, we've got the table tennis. We've got the pool table. We've got the football table. We've got the outdoor goals. We've got the basketball hoop. Like there's so there's awesome. going to be so much stuff going on, but it's going to be like I'm quite competitive. <laughs> really, <laughs> but, <I'm> like, <laughs> the, but the way I see it is that people people like to oh we can't have competitions in there. Da, da, da. We can't be uh, promoting um, competitions and whatnot. But everybody likes competition. It makes things makes fun. Exactly. It does it gives you that extra push, doesn't it? You want you want them to just have natural fun as well, but you yeah. you want them to go, I'm a little way to go, go on, who's going to win it? And then, exactly. And then at the end, of, as long as no one gets a bit upset, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. It's like, what do you prefer? When you're in the gym against yourself and it's just you, the you, I mean, it is powerful. You can still get things done. But, but when you're in the gym with someone who's on par it. with you yeah. and it's just you and them, like, yeah. it's, it's just like, oh, you can do 10 reps, I'm going to do 12. Like, do you remember? Know <laughs> yeah. It's just like each other. Exactly. That's natural human nature as well, especially for kids. Kids always just want to be the best, best they can because exactly. they want to have fun because they exactly. think that's fun. So. so the way I see it is you could get, you could get kids from a, uh, from a certain circle of, like a certain group of friends that want to do a FIFA tournament. And then you could get someone else from a completely different circle of people, yeah, that also wants to get involved in this FIFA tournament. Yeah. And then next thing you know, one person beats everyone. Do you know what I'm coming from? <laughs> and then instantly you've got two different friendship groups integrated. Do you know what I'm coming from? Yeah. And nice. like, that is a powerful thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, Making new relationships. Exactly. New networks. Getting everyone to mix together, but learning learning something as well. Because above the above the the hermit downstairs you've got the music venue that's upstairs yes so that they like both of them has got like 100 people capacity so it's not like there's not space for a lot of people you know yeah. and I don't want it just to be one of those youth clubs that you come to and you get a bag just of monster munch in the corner do, yeah you just come and you Drink chill I want yeah. kids to come there and actually learn something <laughs> 
So yeah. I do want to run workshops. I do want to have people come in there to educate them. The way I see it, a lot of kids, like, um, for instance, in Brentwood, they're experimenting with a lot of stuff that they're not really educated about. And I feel like a lack of opportunities and a lack of education has a big part to play in anything that goes on in society. So therefore, if they're, if they're in a safe place, indoors throughout the whole winter, and they're being educated on the things they need to be aware of, then they can make better choices when they're not in the youth centre. Do you know where I'm coming from? Yeah. And that Bruce. right there, if you think that you can make something like that happen, then you can. You either can. Amazing. And you're going to make it happen or you can't. It's never going to happen. So this sounds absolutely brilliant. Um, is there a, a, a fee to come along or anything like that? Or have you got a book? Or can we just turn up at the Hermit Club? Um, have I got a book? You've got, you ain't got a book for a youth class, yeah. No, no, I mean, like, have you got a book and appointment? Have you got a book? You no, should have a book. It's a dro- I'm, I'm writing a book. I'm oh, actually- yes. Yeah. Right, I'm fine. I'm got my deposit, ten pound deposit. We got to see your own free kids coming in. Oh no, it's just a drop in. It's just a drop in. Excellent. At the, at the moment, I'm I'm scouting more volunteers. So um, everybody's got to be DBS checked, etc. Everybody's got to go. It's crazy because at the start of this year, I was still a waterproofer. <laughs> <laughs> so like when I made the when I made the jump, because nobody would kind of let me get into the youth work industry, I didn't really have any resources. I didn't really know the right path to take because I wasn't really given an opportunity by anybody. So I kind of had to jump in the deep end yourself. <laughs> and yeah, then, yeah I, but I come in the deep end and now I can swim. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. throwing the armbands off and everything now. <laughs> exactly that. Fantastic. So the first one is on Friday. It's at the Hermit Club. 330? 3.15. 3.15. 3.15 to 5.30 to start. And I'm actually, um, I'm running a stall. There'll be a 21 up stall at the Brentwood Light Festival. Oh, in the high brilliant. Street. Yeah. Yeah. When's that? That's on Friday. That's on Saturday. Saturday. Okay. That's on Saturday. So, yeah. And then hopefully I'll be able to run a stall at Shenfield Lights as well, which is on the 4th of December, which is my birthday. Imagine that. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Come and see you on your birthday down at Shenfield. Yeah. And what can you buy at the store? I mean, there's an amazing cap on the show here. This is <laughs> epic. I might, I might actually have to go get one. I don't know what I mean. There's a good cap, isn't it? I've got, yeah. Yeah, got bad trim at the moment, so I'm cover it up. So. <laughs> oh, the quality is 10 10. When I, when, I, when, I when I started wanting to get resources and I wanted to start buying things for the, the youth club launch, <clears throat> So many people in the area had bought snapbacks that it was kind of like snapbacks were kind of out of fashion now. Like, <laughs> you sold all them of, all that. Yeah, all of it, my yeah. supporters, that they, they wanted something. I started buying. I started manufacturing tracksuits <laughs> <laughs> and woolly nice. hats and beanies and t-shirts. So I thought, you know what? Let me just yeah. Let me see what else I can create and create a budget for. You know. So yeah, it's all yeah. sorts of swag available. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that. I mean, um, I found a manufacturer that does, you know, like um, Nike tech fleeces, you know, the tracksuits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I've got 21 up ones. Way. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Take they're them off stage with you on your next tour. as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's snapbacks, there's beanies, there's T-shirts, there's tracksuits. Yeah, man, it's, it's all available. Awesome. Perry, I wish you the best of luck with it. It sounds absolutely awesome. You're a super inspiring guy, and I hope that all the youth of Brentwood turns up to to spend some time with you and I'm sure they would be better for it. Um, Trust me. 
so I'll give you. I even give them the pass. They can have the show off because Friday. Um, usually I'm here, you know. But but you can have Friday off. <laughs> Fridays if you want to go along. So three three fifteen till three fifteen. If you want to keep up to date with the progress of the twenty one up movement, then yeah, follow follow us on um, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook, Facebook group, Facebook page. Yeah, man, just everything is up at Twenty One Up Movement. There is, it's very unique. <laughs> There's You're no easy to Twenty One Up Movement plus nice. one or one hundred. It's yeah. just straight Twenty One Up Movement. Not to be confused with Sum Forty One, as, as George did earlier. I don't need to talk about that one. I only thought I'm not there tonight. I'm still a bit tired. Naming me after a pack of crisps. <laughs> Brilliant. So I've found on the system here we have your song Fatherhood. Yeah, ready to go. Yeah. So it'd be rude not to take the advantage to play an awesome song. What can you tell us about this and what inspired it? Oh, this made you laugh. So I said to my son um, a year before last. I said, to, I think this was in lockdown. I said to him, "What what are you going to be when you're older?" And he said to me, "He goes, Daddy. He goes, I'm going to get one of those white hats." And I'm going to get one of those yellow vests and I'm going to come to work with you. I'm like, oh, whoa, lovely. I'm Hang like, on a whoa, minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. I said, like, no, 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 no. You don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm like, trust me. You don't want to do that. I'm like, <laughs> so super sweet though, isn't it? Oh, thanks for that. Come on, man. You don't want to do this. I was like, no, 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 no. You got to aim higher than me, man. <laughs> but when I looked, when I, when I really deeped it, I thought, you know what? That is, it is sweet. And like, I did feel like, you know what? Like, Thank you, man. Like, and but then it made me think that like, I need to up my game, man. <laughs> and I was like, no, "What are you passionate about doing?" And he was like, "Yeah, he goes, I'm gonna come and work with you. We're gonna work together." Like. And in my head, I was thinking, "Nah, like you gotta be passionate. You know, you gotta chase your dreams." And he looked at me, yeah, he looked me dead in my face, and said, "Is that what you do? Do you chase your dreams? <laughs> like, do you do what you're passionate about?" And in my head, I thought. Oh, <laughs> big question! I'm being put on the spot by a seven-year-old, <laughs> interrogated like Piers Morgan. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was like, you see me doing things with music and stuff. Like, he goes, Dad, you got one video on YouTube. <laughs> he goes, Stormzy's got loads. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, what? You really gonna compare me to Stormzy? I was like, I don't even know Stormzy. <laughs> and I, was, I sat there. I felt like I'd been really put in my place, and there was nothing I could even say in my defence. And I looked at him, yeah, as if he was an adult. And I said, yeah, all right, I'm going to prove you wrong, yeah? <laughs> and I found myself a videographer. I went, to the, I went to the studio. I got back into music. And that, um, that year, I released three music videos, like professional, top, top quality music videos. And that Excellent. was my debut single, Fatherhood. And I said to him, I said, listen, I said, when I release my first music video, I said, it's going to evolve around, it's going to revolve around us. And that's exactly um, what it was. Nice. So literally we had the whole park and that, there were so many people in the park. There were so many people at the skate park that was, yeah, that was involved in the video. There was loads yeah. of kids there. There was loads of skaters there and whatnot. There's a kid, that, Jamie Ross done a backflip. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, on a, on a stunts. Yeah, stunts. yeah, it was wicked. Like, um, there was uh, uh, my friend... Um, Russell done a bloody backflip with his, excuse my name, done a backflip with his brothers. Yeah, it was, everybody, everybody had their moment, you know? And it's good. When you get loads of people to the same place, it's good. Everyone has their moment. There was little kids doing tricks and whatnot, asking their parents. So if you want a sneak preview as to what's going to happen at the youth club, watch the video. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's good, man. It's good. It's, when you give people an opportunity to get involved in something positive, they're all over it. And I've seen it. I've proved the methods to be effective. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's going to explode. It's going to blow up. Next year, 
trust me, 21 Up Movement next year, plus next year as well, because um, uh, my children spend a lot of time at the um, skate park. Um, next year as well, there's going to be a skate park event to, that marks the 10-year anniversary of the skate park being there, and it is going to be wild. Oh, it's, wow. Yeah, it's yes. going to be huge. Brilliant. So just put it in your calendar. Next year, July, when the weather is 10 10, it's going to be it's going to be good. There's there's a lot of things in the pipeline. Amazing. Because there's a now there's a whole team behind the 21 up movement. So it's yeah man, there's there's going to be a lot happening. With got, a team, he's going to be unstoppable. Yeah, we're we'll getting booked in for ne- next July. Next yeah. July we're going to be booked in here. Absolutely. Well before then, we'll, yeah, we'll get you booked in but way before then. <laughs> we got the book, we got the new singles. Yeah. We got the the extension to the youth club. It's, it's all going to be kicking yeah. off. Trust me. Perry, thanks so much. We're going to play I'm going to say it wrong. You the, the, the artist vote fully. Phobe fully. Phobe fully. I knew the I T silent. F-O-E-B-T. <laughs> <laughs> Fatherhood. But Perry, thanks so much. Good luck on Friday. Um, I look forward to hearing about it all. Thank you. I really appreciate it. This is Phoenix 98 FM. A huge thanks to Perry Blake for coming in for a chat all about the 21 Up movement. He's an inspiring dude achieving amazing things. And you can go along and join in with the Moo Brentwood Youth Club, which is launching on Friday at the Hermit Club at 3.15. Go along, give it some love if you fancy a bit of time, spending a bit of time down there. I tell you, you could certainly do worse things. It's going to be great. Uh, wish him all the luck in the world. The whole thing can be heard again online at phoenixfm.com. Of course, if you want to go there, you'll be able to listen to it. I'll put links up there to the 21 Up movement as well and of course all of his great music thanks so much for listening i hope you enjoyed that chat half as much as i did before you go there are hundreds more great conversations like this one available to listen to anytime for free on the now you're talking podcast it would really do me a huge favour if you gave this podcast a review wherever you're listening to it. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and share it with your friends. Oh, and I'd love it if you popped me a follow and a message on social media too. You can find me on every platform you're on, uh, all under the same username, at Stupink, S-T-E-W-P-I-N-K. Or you can get in touch on my website, stuartpink.com.